بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم إن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders, we are on the topic of the rights of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam on us. And as I have mentioned before, the issue of rights is that if somebody has a right on you, then you are accountable for fulfilling that right. If you fulfill the right, you get rewarded. If you do not fulfill the right, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may punish or may not punish. We ask for His forgiveness. The rights of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa on his ummah are seven. And next Jumma, I'm going to give you a quiz. So remember this. The first and foremost of them, adab wa ihtiram. An attitude of utmost respect and honor. Two, ita'at, to obey him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam without question. Three, ittiba, to follow and emulate him and imitate him in every way. Four, hub, muhabbat, to love him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam above all things and everyone else. Number five, our right, the right of his family, Ahlul Bayt, to honor and respect his family. Number six, Nusrat, to help him in every way, which in this case means to help his deen and to help his message. And number seven, to accept his rulings and his judgments in all matters without any resistance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called the sending of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa his great favor on the Muslims, on the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem, laqad manna allahu ala al-mu'mineen idh ba'asa feehim rasoolam min anfusihim yatulu alayhim ayatihi wa yuzakkihim wa yuallimuhumul kitaba wal hikmah وَإِن كَانُوا مِن قَبْلُونَ فِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ Allah said which means indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has conferred a great favor on the believers 
when he sent among them a messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who was from among themselves, reciting to them his ayat, the ayat of the Quran, and purifying them, internal and external purity, tazkiyatul nafs wa tarbiyatul akhlaq, and instructing them and teaching them the book, the Quran, and al-hikmah, wisdom which is his sunnah. And Allah said, before that, they had been in manifest error. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reiterated that before the coming of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa we were in manifest error. In Surah Al-Jum'ah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned the same thing in another way. He said, huwa alladhi ba'asa fil ummiyyina rasoolam min anfusihim. رَسُولًا مِّنْهُمْ يَتُلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُّبِينٍ He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is who sent among the unlettered ones a messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from among themselves, reciting to them his ayat purifying them internal and external and teaching them the book and al-hikmah which is a sunnah. And verily they had been before in manifest error. In Surah Al-Hujurat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَعَلَمُوا أَنَّ فِيكُمْ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ لَوْ يُطِعُكُمْ فِي كَثِيرٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْرِ لَعَنِدْتُمْ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ حَبَّبَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْإِيمَانَ وَزَيَّنَهُ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ وَكَرَّهَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْكُفْرَ وَالْفُسُوقَ وَالْعِسْيَانِ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الرَّاشِدُونَ Allah said that which means and know that among you there is the messenger of Allah. If he were to obey you, if he were to follow your whims and fancies and opinions and desires, in much of the matter you would surely be in trouble. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has endeared the faith to you. And has beautified it in your hearts. And has made disbelief, wickedness and disobedience to Allah and His Messenger hateful to you. These, meaning people who love the faith and who dislike disobedience. These are the rightly guided ones. My brothers, sisters and elders, as I mentioned earlier, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created an entire generation who loved Rasulullah sallallahu and followed him in excellence and preserved everything he said and did as an example to follow for themselves and for those who came after them. It's important to reflect on the fact that both the Quran and its explanation, the hadith of Rasulullah they came from Rasulullah He is the narrator of both the kalam of Allah and its explanation. Both of these were heard by the Sahaba in his voice. Both are necessary for us to practice and live by Islam. It is this debt of gratitude that we owe to this generation who performed this great service for all time and who are witness before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to their own truthfulness and dedication. After them came those who were equally dedicated and they loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah and were concerned with preserving Islam in word, meaning and spirit. And so dedicated their entire lives to collecting, validating and codifying the teachings of Muhammad Rasulullah 
That is why Rasulullah SAW said that his generation is the best. And then those who followed them and those who followed them. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward them in keeping with his majesty and grace. Let us ensure that we do our bit by following Rasulullah and doing our best to protect, preserve and propagate Islam. That is the purpose of our creation and our distinction. I advise you and myself not to waste time in argument but to follow those who loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa and dedicated their lives to preserving his memory and his teachings so that they reached us pure and uncorrupted. Let us continue that tradition and preserve what we received with the same dedication so that one day we can be gathered with them. The first of the rights of Rasulullah as I mentioned is Al-Adab Wal-Ihtiram An attitude of utmost respect and honor. My brothers and sisters, we take our deen and the principles of life from Rasulullah sallallahu and his sahaba. Not from whatever culture or nationality that we belong to. Islam is not an Arab religion, it's not a Pakistani religion, it's not an American religion, it's not a Chinese religion. It is the religion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam sent for all of mankind, wherever they might be, whatever their description, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the creator of everyone. This is the togetherness and cohesion of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And if we stick to this path, then inshallah, we may be gathered with those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called as-sabiqoon al-awaloon and promised Jannah to them and to those who follow them in excellence till today and until the last day. It is for this reason that Rasulullah prohibited speaking in a language that anyone in a group cannot understand. Just think about this. He said if there are three people and one of them does not understand the language that two of them are speaking, then do not speak in that language. Speak in the language which everyone understands. This is a big problem with us. When the Arabs are together, they only talk in Arabic. This is against the Sunnah and against the order of Rasulullah. When the Desis are together, they only talk in, in Punjabi or, in, or they only talk in, in uh, Urdu. I speak seven languages, it doesn't make a difference to me. But my point is, most people don't. That is how granular it is, how to keep hearts together. Because if you are speaking in a language somebody cannot understand, then people have a tendency to suspect that you are speaking about them and that you are making fun of them or what? You may not be doing that. You would not be doing that. But shaitan is there. He puts it in the heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَالسَّابِقُونَ لَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُهُمْ بِإِحْسَانِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوعَانِ وَأَعَدَّ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي تَحْتَهَا الْأَنْهَارِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا Allah said, and the first to embrace Islam of the Muhajirun and the Ansar, and then see the Rahmat of Allah. Allah said, and also those who followed them exactly in faith. Allah is well pleased with them and they are well pleased with Him. Jalla Jalalhu. He has prepared for them gardens under which rivers flow, which is Jannah. We ask Allah for Jannah. To dwell therein forever. That is supreme success. It's the mercy of, Allah, of my Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu that he left the door open 
for whoever wants to join the sabiqun alawalun the best of the best of the sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu the door is open and will be open until the day of judgment for us individually it will be open until we see malakul maut because that is when our personal individual day of judgment starts so the time to change is when now the time to decide do you want to be with the sahaba of rasulullah sallallahu do you want to be with Abu Bakr and Omar and Uthman and Ali and Talha and Zubair and Khadija and Aisha and, and all of them Ridwanullahi alayhi majma'in? Do you want to be with them? The time to decide is now. If the answer is yes, then the time to take the steps to become like them starts now. Because on the day of judgment, there is only payment. There is no time and there's no opportunity to change on that day. Making the choice means to order our priorities in life, to choose to do only that which pleases Allah and leave everything which angers Allah. No exceptions because Jannah is very exclusive and valuable. My brothers and sisters, Adab is the first step in knowledge as well as in reaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we say in Urdu, Ba Adab, Ba Naseeb, Be adab, be nasib. He who has adab is blessed, and who and he who has no adab is cursed. Allah subhanahu wa taala started with the very basics and told us how to address Rasulullah and how to behave with him and what would happen if we didn't. Please note that this is not advice or recommendation. This is the law with teeth that bite very hard. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Hujurat, the first and second ayat, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu la tuqaddimu bayna yadayillahi wa rasoolihi wa attaqullah inna allaha sami'un alim Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi وَلَا تَجْهَرُوا لَهُ بِالْقَوْلِ وَلَا تَجْهَرُوا لَهُ بِالْقَوْلِ كَجَهْرِ بَعْضِكُمْ لِبَعْضٍ أَن تَحْبَطَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ Allah said, O you who believe, do not put yourself forward before Allah and His Messenger وسلم, and fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Verily Allah is all-hearing, all-knowing. O oh, you who believe, do not raise your voice above the voice of the Prophet ﷺ. And do not speak aloud to him as you speak to one another. Lest your deeds may be rendered fruitless while you perceive not. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, if you take a step before the Prophet ﷺ. And I remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always combined his name with the name of the Prophet ﷺ. Take a prophet, yukaddimu, Allah wa Rasul, la tukaddimu, bayna yadayillahi wa Rasul. If you go ahead of Allah or His Rasul, how can you go ahead of Allah? What is the need to say that? It is to reiterate the importance of Rasulullah We know Allah because of Rasulullah sallallahu we have no direct knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We know what the Prophet ﷺ told us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, if you try to go ahead of that, 
and if you he said don't talk to him like you talk to each other don't raise your voice over the voice of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and if you do allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said i will wipe out your deeds completely zero no matter what you did it will get wiped out and you will not even know meaning on the day of judgment you will stand before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thinking that i have done so much of charity and so much hajj and umrah and this and this and this and there you go and find the slate is blank my brothers and sisters respecting his speech is to respect allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because our belief is that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the last and final messenger of allah and that we believe that he received wahi which is divine revelation so respecting his speech is to respect the speech of allah not raising our voice means not only not to raise the voice in physical terms which apply to the sahaba but in our times it refers to disputing and disagreeing with what rasulullah sallallahu ruled to criticize his sunnah to consider it unimportant or unnecessary and all such attitudes amount to raising our voice over the blessed voice of rasulullah sallallahu which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to punish aqulu qawli hadha astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'il almuslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwal ghafurur rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam Tasliman kathiran kathira Fama badu faqala ta'ala Inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala alihi muhammad Kama sallayta ala ibrahima wa ala alihi ibrahima Innaka ahmidun majid Allahumma barik ala muhammadin wa ala alihi muhammad كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد ان دي تفسير اوف ذس ايات اوف سوره الحجرات ذا فيرست تو ايات امام احمد ان هيز مسند هي ريليتس اون ذا اوتوريتي اوف انس بن مالك رضي الله عنه ذات وين ذيز ايات ور ريفيل ذير واز ا صحابي اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كول ثابت بن قيس رضي الله عنه نا هي واز ا فيري فيري بيوتيفول صحابي النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لافد هيم فيري ماتش but he was a bit hard of hearing so he used to speak very loudly he used to shout literally so when this ayat was revealed anas bin malik radhiallahu said sabit bin khais stopped coming to the masjid so after a couple of days rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked where is sabit bin khais they went to search for him they found him in his house continuously crying in a state of depression day and night he was just weeping So they asked him what happened why, why what's what's happened what's wrong Sabit bin Khais said this ayat came for me and Allah is saying that he will put me in jahannam because Allah said I will wipe out the the actions of anyone who raises his voice in the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam I raise my voice so this ayat is for me so I, this is bashara for jahannam for me They went to Mr. Salam this is ya Rasulullah this is what he's saying he's crying he's sitting in the house Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said tell him I said so He said tell him that he is from the people of Jannah Go tell him I said so They went and told him Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has given you the bashara of Jannah you are from the people of Jannah eh? This is the reward of adab 
Anabi Malik Radhanu says that after that day, whenever Sabit bin Qais walk was, you know, he came before us, he walked, people used to point and say, There goes a man from Jannah. There is a man from Jannah. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu he also had a powerful voice. He put some pebbles, he used to cap, put some pebbles in his mouth. And he would mumble and he would keep his voice so soft. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa asked him several, repeat, what are you saying? Then he said, what's happened to you? Why are you talking like this? What have you got in your mouth? He said, Ya Rasulullah, this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. We are afraid. Eh? These are people who had Bashar of Jannah for God's sake. They said, no, Allah will wipe out our sins, wipe out our, our good deeds. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi reassured them, this is a question of adab. Now, issue is this. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala did not cause us to be born in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So today, what amounts to raising your voice over the voice of the, of the, of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Raising a voice over the voice of Rasulullah is to say anything against any of his rulings. To say anything against his sunnah. To criticize his sunnah. Any of those things amounts to raising our voice over the voice of Rasulullah So please be very very careful. Abu Hurairah reported in Sahih Bukhari Nabi Sallallahu said, a man utters a word which is pleasing to Allah without considering it to be of any significance. He just says it. He didn't even think it was a great thing he said. But Allah likes it so much that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will raise his rank in Jannah. And the opposite. Somebody says something thinking it's insignificant, but for that reason he will be thrown into the hellfire. So think before you speak. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directs people to lower their voices while they are in Rasulullah's presence and encourages them to do that by saying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Verily, those who lower their voices in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger, they are the ones whose hearts Allah has tested for piety. For them, there is forgiveness and a great reward. In Kitab al-Zuhud of Bustad Imam Ahmad, he notes that somebody wrote to Umar ibn al-Khattab and they said, Amir al-Mumineen, who is better? A person who has no desire to sin and he doesn't sin. Or a person who has a desire to sin but doesn't sin. Sayyidina Umar said the second person who has a desire but he does not do it because that person Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tested his heart for taqwa. Therefore he does not sin even though desire is there but he is afraid of the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. About the adab of Rasulullah's family and his home. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered... يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تَدْخُلُوا بُيُوتَ النَّبِيِّ إِلَّا أَنْ يُوذَنَ لَكُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ يُوذَنَ لَكُمْ إِلَى طَعَامٍ غَيْرَ نَاظِرِينَ إِنَاهُ وَلَكِنْ إِذَا دُعِيتُمْ فَادْخُلُوا فَإِذَا تَعِمْتُمْ فَانْتَشِرُوا وَلَا مُسْتَأْنِثِينَ لِحَدِيثٍ إِنَّ ذَلِكُمْ كَانَ يُؤْذِنَّ بِيَّ فَيَسْتَحِي مِنْكُمْ 
والله لا يستحي من الحق وإذا سألتموهن متاعا فاسألوهن من وراء حجاب ذلكم أطهر لقلوبكم وقلوبهن وما كان لكم أن تؤذوا رسول الله ولا أن تنكحوا أزواجه ولا أن تنكحوا أزواجه من بعده أبدا إن ذلكم كان عند الله عظيما الله said oh you believe do not enter the houses of the Prophet ﷺ except when you are invited for a meal and then don't go so early that you wait for its preparation but when you are invited enter when you have taken your meal leave disperse without sitting to talk verily such behavior is difficult and annoys the Prophet ﷺ but he is shy of asking you to go but Allah is not shy of telling you the truth and when you ask his wives for anything that you want from them ask them from behind a screen that is purer for your hearts and for their hearts and it is not right for you that you should annoy the messenger of Allah nor that you should ever marry his wives after his death verily with Allah that shall be an enormity that shall be an enormous sin those people today who talk about hijab who talk about the separation of genders. The wives of Rasulullah are the Ummahatul Mu'mineen. They are the mothers of the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forbade and said you cannot marry them forever. Still Allah is saying you want to talk to them, talk from behind a screen. And that is better for you and better for them. It's not the time here now for me to talk about that but please understand this. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed and ordered is not for the benefit of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who was samad. There is nothing which benefits him. There is nothing which harms him. It is for our benefit. It's for our society. It's for our... It's not culture. This is for the benefit and health of society. And the benefit and health of relationships. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then made a condition of iman. That one should not make fun of Rasulullah or his sunnah. Joking is not only not appropriate in the case of Allah and his messenger, but it is highly dangerous as it can render us out of Islam. Allah said, when you and when they see you, O Muhammad, they treat you like as a mockery, saying. Is this the one who Allah may sent as a messenger? When they are asked, Mujrimin. <coughs> Mujrimin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying they make fun of you and if you ask them about this they say no no but we were only joking and we were talking idly say ask them was it Allah and his ayat which is his kalam and his messenger that you were mocking make no excuse 
you have disbelieved after you had believed who is being addressed here believers or non believers believers allah is saying you have left islam after you had entered you have left qad kafartum ba'da imanikum and allah says if we pardon some of you we, may, we will punish others because they are mujrimin so if you make istighfar and tawbah alhamdulillah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive but if not it's a matter of kufr and irtidad allah said innal ladina yuduna allah wa rasulahu la'anahumullahu fid dunya wal akhirah wa adda lahum adhaban muhina verily those who annoy allah and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam meaning who make remarks and so on and so forth allah has cursed them in this world and in the hereafter and has prepared for them a humiliating torment and then final instruction to us allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said leave the company of those people and if you don't leave it then you will be counted with them waqad nazzala alaykum fil kitab an idha sami'tum ayatillahi yukfaru biha wa yustahzahu biha fala taq'udu ma'hum hatta yaqudu fi hadithin ghayri innakum idha mithluhum inna allaha ja'amul munafiqina wal kafirina fi jahannam jami'a allah said it has already been revealed to you in the book in the quran that when you hear the ayat of allah being denied and mocked then do not sit with those people until they change the topic they talk about something else but if you stay with them certainly you will be like them and surely allah will collect the hypocrites and disbelievers together in jahannam my brothers and sisters <clears throat> the way to develop the adab of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is to study his seerah is to study his seerah because the more we learn about rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the more we come to love him and to honor him and to revere him that is what will inculcate the desire to be like him which results in the love of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there are many books i have given the references of those in the text of this khutbah which will come to you i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to understand the haqiqat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam because he sent his rasul as the final evidence of his guidance the one who follows rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam will be successful and the one who refuses will have failed we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us among those who truly follow the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in word in deed in belief external and internal and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to collect us with those who did that rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin rabbana faghfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir anna sayyi'atina wa tawaffana ma'al abrar ya hayyu ya qayyum bi rahmatika nastaghith aslih lana shanana kullaha la ilaha illa ant rabbana atina fid dunya hasanatan wa fil akhirati hasanatan wa qina adhaban nar amin ya rabbal alamin ya ibadallah rahimakumullah inna allah ya'muru bil adli wal ihsan وَإِتَاءِ الْقُرْبَى وَيَنْهَى عَنِ الْفَحْشَاءِ وَالْمُنْكَرِ وَالْبَغْيِ يَعِظُكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ اذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ يَذْكُرْكُمْ عُدُوًا يَسْتَجِيبُ لَكُمْ وَلَا ذِكْرُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ مَا تَصْنَعُونَ أَخِي مُسْتَلَ